Hi, I'm Deborah Hamilton. Welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? Ten years ago, with my iPhone and a script, I recorded the first episode of the Ultimate Pet Resolution Summit, which chatted with experts about conflicts over animals. Our conversations were intimate, honest, and illustrated how disagreements over animals occur and how those disagreements can reshape people's lives and relationships. In November 2019, I started Why Do Pets Matter, a new podcast that continued these informative discussions. I'm so excited to have you here with me, continuing my exploration into a more meaningful conversation about why pets matter to all of us. My guests and I will share ideas, stories, and experiences straight from the heart, unscripted and holistic. From the bravest moments to the most brokenhearted, we will explore how to resolve disagreements over animals differently. One thing I know for sure is I want to have more meaningful conversations that will help all of us unlock that deeply felt human-animal bond that drives the emotions of conflict. Today on Why Do Pets Matter, Cindy Trice returns and brings her good friend, Julie Goldstein, with her to talk about the fabulous 5K race they've put together to support veterinarians and veterinarians' wellness and mental health, as well as the Namvi, Stryker, and Pride VMC charities. So without further ado, let's hear more of what Julie and Cindy have to say. Hi, it's Deborah Hamilton, and today I am so glad to have two of my wonderful colleagues who are doing enormous things for the mental health and wonderful work space for veterinarians. Again, we're having Cindy Trice on from Relief Rover. She's the CEO and founder. We love Cindy. Go back and look at her prior Why Do Pets Matter podcast. It was fabulous. And newcomer to Why Do Pets Matter is Julie Goldstein. She is a relief vet like Cindy, but she's also a marine mammal vet consultant, a writer, and believe it or not, an ultra marathoner. I'm an ultra marathoner in my chair, but I'm so <laughs> happy to have both these women here. They have something really special to bring to the podcast. So guys, thank you so much for being here. Super excited to be here. So fun. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, wonderful. So we're going to shake the bullies out. And now we're going to do what I always do. So I'm going to ask Julie first, why do pets matter to you, Julie? Oh, boy, going first. Well, you know, I listened to your podcast, especially when Cindy was on before, and she did such an eloquent job talking about why pets matter. She had me in tears because it was just you know, it's, it's often hard to put into words, I think, when you've dedicated your life to animals, why they matter. But ultimately, as I was thinking about this, pets are really the ultimate teachers. And they teach you more about yourself, I think, than any human could. And they're often a reflection of you. And, you know, they teach you unconditional love, they teach you perseverance. I mean, when I, unfortunately, both, and I'll I have to try not to get emotional, <laughs> but both my pets, both my heart dogs passed away from cancer at different times. And just watching them go through that and the perseverance and the way they approached each day with positivity and, you know, their biggest joy was getting an ice cream cone that day. You know, we could all learn some lessons from our dogs and our cats and how they handle any obstacle in life. So... Yeah, their joie de vivre is unbelievable. I've had cancer in, in my Irish setters, and it is amazing 
how they live each day to the fullest, maybe because of ignorance, which is great. Uh, but really, I think whether the cancer is there or not, they, they teach us how to live each day to the fullest. And I think that's, you, you put it perfectly. That's the best part of why pets matter to all of us. Okay, Cindy, you're up. Try again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I will keep it succinct and just say pets are good for your health in so many ways. They're good for your mental health. They're good for your physical health because any, I dare anyone who has a pet, no matter whether it's a cat, a dog, a bird, a fish, a frog, a turtle, whatever, to not laugh. They're funny, right? They're super funny. And so they make you laugh every day. And we all know that laughing is good for you. So I just say, you know what? They're good for your health. They really are. And laughing is good because we haven't had very much to laugh about. And especially for veterinarians who have really taken on a greater load now because of the pandemic, because of so many new pet owners, so many new pets. And really the COVID restrictions have made it difficult to see a vet and also to be a pet owner and see a vet and vets protecting their staff, protecting their clients. So I'd love to ask each of you for about five minutes, tell me what your observations have been over the past year regarding the pandemic and how pet pets, vets, their clients, all are persevering in this mental health crisis time. Yeah, I can, I mean, I can address that. I have seen, I mean, we all had to adjust uh, the, the pet parents and the staff and the veterinarians to this whole new workflow and way of working together. And I think, you know, until we got curbside down and we sort of understood how that flow was going to work, I, I think there was a lot of waiting and, um, you know, for the pet parents, and that can be frustrating. And I certainly understand how not being in with your pet can be hard. And, um, and you worry about what's going on inside and, and is your pet afraid and, and those kind of things. And we felt that, um, you know, we felt that struggle too, because we certainly, we want our pet parents to be happy. And sometimes it is true that the, the pet is better, you know, when, they feel better when their when their pet parent is in the building, um, but we all just had to do our best to, um, you know, go slower a little bit with the animals um, and kind of take things at a little bit slower pace. We couldn't get through appointments as quickly, um, but I think we all adjusted in the end. I think there was some misunderstanding and there was some frustration on both sides, but. Um, I think we all have figured it out and, um, and now it seems like things are little by little opening up and we're going to get back to um, a new normal. I think it's yeah. going to be a new normal. That's the new buzzword. Yeah. New <laughs> so Julie, let, tell us what you think was the hardest thing to navigate during this pandemic as a veterinarian, a relief veterinarian and, and how everyone was feeling. Yeah. I mean, like Cindy said, it was certainly an adjustment. And I think from a relief vet point of view and for someone, you know, in, in my career, I've studied a lot of infectious diseases. I've worked in high level bios, biosecurity labs and the enormity of, of the pandemic and what that means 
and the disease was, was frightening. I mean, for me personally, I was very, I was scared. And I, there were long periods of time where I didn't, I just chose not to work because there were a lot of adjustments that needed to be made. And we were still figuring out how this is going to be safe. And clinics were trying to do their best and, and trying to figure out, you know, how this, you know, what this looks like and, and how to keep their clients happy and how to make sure. I mean, I remember there were times where, especially in, in the very early days of the pandemic where we didn't even, we didn't know, you know, can, can we get it from a dog? I mean, I think we still don't know that. I think we're, I think it's going to be years before we truly understand that this disease and we understand coronaviruses, right? Because, you know, we vaccinate animals for coronavirus for a different type. So we understand the core basics of the disease, but this specific one is different. And I think, you know, the, the uncertainty and the not understanding it, at least for me as a scientist and as a veterinarian and as a, a person um, in the community that people are looking to, because they do, they look to vets for, for the information. I mean, most of the what people probably don't realize is most of the research for human vaccines, for human medications, now we get that from animal models. And so, I mean, I've gone, gone off the trails a little bit here, but it, it, for me, it was just, it was, it was not knowing. I mean, I didn't want to get sick, but I still wanted to do my job. I still wanted to be out there. And cause you felt helpless. I felt helpless. Here's a huge pandemic. Well, you know, what can I do to help, but how can I stay alive? And I, you know, I had a classmate pass away from COVID and it's devastating. And it, it hit home to the point where it was just, you know, do you, do you keep going on? Or you just, you know, the beauty of being a relief vet is that you can work when you want or not. And so I made the choice to, to slow down a little bit, you know, during, during those times. I really appreciate that because I think that people are often not aware of the individual anguish some of us went through when we heard about the coronavirus, what the exposure levels might need to be or not be, who could give it to us. And you, Julie, having probably a little too much information from your work and your research, you are more aware of things that Cindy and I would not think, you know, might be so difficult because we don't do that every day. And maybe I'm wrong, Cindy, maybe you do infectious disease uh, things probably better than I do. I never do it. Uh, but I know that I was a little afraid and I'm sure Cindy was aware and afraid and you were super aware, Julie, and afraid. And that is why it really needs to be a respectful conversation you have when things are coming around the COVID uh, experience, because people are handling it differently. People are either more afraid, less afraid. You know, it, it's, a, it's a mixed bag and, and we've all had stressors because of it. And now both of you are doing something so unique and wonderful for the stressors that hit the veterinary profession um, for COVID, but also sort of long-term, because I don't know if my audience knows that the profession profession of veterinary medicine has a very high rate of suicide within it. And so both Julie and Cindy are putting on a 5k race. I'm going to let them tell you about it, but it is something that I want to get out there, get everyone to know about, get everyone supporting it and behind it. 
because we all know now how important pets were for us during COVID, how important our medical assistance is for our pets, and how we can support those medical professionals uh, by the way we talk to them, the way we act, and maybe even support them in a run. So Cindy, I'm going to start with you. What did you put together that then Julie said, oh my God, I've got to join in? Well, so actually it kind of came about because we were um, we're trying to, through Relief Rover, which is a platform that connects relief veterinarians to um, employers, to each other, and to resources that help them be better business-to-business service providers. So that's the basics of Relief Rover. But we were, were, we were still getting together a um, sort of a Relief Rover magazine to get more veterinary relief vet voices out there. And, um, and so Julie is on our team of writers for the magazine. And since she has such a, a unique background of being an ultra marathoner and we thought you'd, and we had done some surveys with our members to find out what was important to them and mental health and wellness is just such a huge um, of huge importance in the veterinary field because of what, what you said. I mean, the job is, the job is amazing and rewarding and wonderful, but it's also very hard. And I think there is a statistic out there that one in six veterinarians has considered suicide. And that's just um, heartbreaking, really. So uh, we had this idea that Julie would write about um, running and getting fit and how you can uh, work in running um, or walking to a busy clinic life. Because I think, you know, veterinarians work often work such long hours, often work through lunch and, and just have this, this very busy work life and, and may feel that they can't fit that into their lifestyle. So we are like, okay, Julie's going to help us and, and get some great articles out there. And, um, and then COVID only exacerbated all that all this, because I always say like the COVID 20 means something different to vets. That means the 20 more patients that we saw in a day, you know, yep. that, we, that we squeezed. And that's in. so real. It's so real. It's so real. And um, so I cannot take credit for the idea of the Relief Rover Clinic to 5K. That is all Julie. <laughs> this was her idea and it's brilliant. But what we're going to do, and I'm going to let her kind of uh, elaborate on it and how, how she um, came up the, with the idea and how we sort of then developed it together. But um, we are donating $10 for every runner to an organization called Not One More Vet or NAMVI. And uh, they're an organization that supports uh, veterinary professionals in crisis and is trying to sort of understand the roots of suicide and also to help um, prevent and support these veterinarians. So that is our whole, our reason for doing this run is to support veterinary wellness. So Julie, I'll let you take it from there. Take it away, Julie. Oh my gosh. I mean, this has been such an exciting thing. You know, this was when Cindy has put, put together this magazine, which was so exciting and so needed, especially in the relief world, because we, you know, oftentimes relief vets, I think we feel like we're just kind of outsiders to the, the veterinary world. We're travelers, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what we do. And, and Cindy is making it a very well-known um, career choice in the veterinary profession. And, and so I'm, I'm a passionate runner. And in fact, I ran my first marathon, my first year of vet school, which is crazy. 
but I myself have suffered from severe anxiety my whole life. And, you know, I think it goes along with the kind of type A person that, that it takes to get through, to get through vet school and to really, um, you know, pursue an education and pursue a career like this. So running for me was, it, it was everything. It is everything. It got me through, you know, really hard college education. It got me through stress and it, and it was life-changing for me. And so, you know, I, it's, I feel like I speak the gospel of running and I know that a lot of people like running and, or even walking or getting into any exercise routine just sounds like another thing that you have to do. But from my personal experience and from a lot of runners that I've talked to, especially in the ultra marathon world, we all have our demons. We all have our stressors, like anybody in any profession. And this is the one thing, one of, one of many things, but one thing that I found that I can do for me that doesn't involve anyone else. It doesn't cost very much and um, you can do it anywhere. And so I was so grateful because Cindy, you know, we had this little idea on the zoom call much like this and she's like, okay, well, let's try to do this. And now it's happening. And, you know, if it can even change the lives of one veterinarian or, or one person that loves animals or someone that just supports somebody that loves animals, then, then, you know, that's it. That means a lot. And hopefully this, um, this can be something that we do every year. That would be phenomenal because what I see it as being is something where the practice and the profession come together to help the practice and profession with things that are doable. So it's not like you have to go out and run a marathon. Uh, You can support the people who are going to run a marathon. I think it's virtual. So you can do it all at once, right? You can, you can sort of do it on your own schedule, but just getting out there and committing to and I must say 5K, which is the length of this um, first in, inaugural, and maybe it'll always be this length, which I hope because it's about all I could ever make. Um, it's, it really is virtual and you can do it at your own speed. So it's, it's really to bring awareness and awareness of good physical um, choices for yourself. Would that be fair to say? Or what do you think you want to have people understand about being part of this 5K community? Well, what I've been, I, I think exactly. We made it virtual for. So you're not going to look at my ugly 5k. That's good. Right. (laughs) For, for logistical reasons, for COVID reasons. But the thing that Julie and I've both been so overwhelmed by is the, the excitement around it. And we've had a lot of um, veterinary hospitals and other companies who are, are forming teams and, um, and they're using this as a way to um, bring awareness to, to mental health. Well, it's mental health month this month, I believe, and um, to bring awareness to men- mental health. And, you know, I've been telling, you know, I've been sharing on social media with not just my veterinary group, but with all of my peers, because I tell pet owners, if you, if you love your pets, let's help take care of the vets too. And, um, and, and so you don't need to be in the veterinary profession to, to want to support uh, not one more vet. And we have, um, the other thing that's been amazing are the sponsors. We've, you know, Julie and I, when we first came to this idea, we're like, well, what if no one signs up? And 
and um, and maybe we could get a sponsor to help us with our, you know, swag because we are going to send out some swag. Um, so there, so runners will get this really cool uh, Relief Rover Clinic to 5K medal. They're going to get a running cap. They're um, they're going to get uh, some sponsor swag and some things like that. So, and a little tote bag. So that's all going to come to them once you've registered in July. And we have some really cool giveaways too. So once you register, we welcome you into a private Facebook group. We've got, um, and this is thanks to Julie's connections. We've got some giveaways for Medco tour scrubs. We've got some giveaways for dance, go sneakers. Um, so super fun stuff. So we're trying to make this fun, engaging, um, and a way to shake off all the COVID stress. But yeah, going back to the sponsors, I'm just super grateful for all of our sponsors, um, including Hamilton Law and Mediation. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Oh, you're allowed to say that because, you know, they're the ones who also sponsor Why Do Pets Matter? They're, they're like crazy people. So yeah, that was, if, if anybody didn't think that I was 100% behind this, then they just really were crazy. So yeah, I'm 100% behind this. I, you know, put my money where my mouth is because I really want to make perfectly clear. And I work alongside my dear friend, which both of you might know, but might not Nadine Hamilton from Australia, who wrote the book on burnout and stress in the veterinary world and practice. She also started love your pet, love your vet, which you just perfectly said, Cindy, because we don't get to understand the emotional toll that being a veterinarian takes uh, when most of the people they meet, especially if their dogs are in distress, are not their best and don't talk really nicely. And you would never say to your physician what you might say to your veterinarian. And if we could simply make people more aware of the stress, well, I mean, Julie put it perfectly. Everyone who becomes a vet, I swear to God, is a type A personality, perfectionist, <laughs> and has to do it all, has to do it all. Um, I don't suffer from that. Thank God. I do as much as I can recognize what I'm good at and then um, ask somebody else to do what I'm not good at. That is not a veterinarian. They just want to be good at everything. And I love that Cindy has taken the time to work with Julie to put this together. I loved when you said shake off because, you know, um, Taylor said that shake it off, uh, <laughs> shake off the COVID. Uh, you know, the COVID-20, which to me meant 20 pounds, um, but to you all uh, meant 20 extra dogs minimum, I'm sure. And 20 extra dogs of people who'd never had dogs before, mm -hmm. who really were frightened if the dog got sick or didn't understand and uh, had never had a long-term relationship. I'd love to ask you guys, you know, this 5K run is to help veterinarians recover and I think some of the recovery is because they're dealing with people who've never dealt with vets before. So you had your long-term clients who, you know, you had a good rapport with, and even some of them got a little rowdy in the, in the parking lot, uh, especially to relief vets uh, who were coming in to help and assist with the longer, you know, the longer lines, right? Uh, but you then had the new people. So tell me a little bit about what your experiences have been just, just a little, because I want to get back to the run and how people can get to it and sign up for it or be part of it, or at least support their vet and tell their vet to sign up for it. So their vet gets the benefits of, you know, shaking off uh, COVID. 
But what were your experiences during COVID? I know, Julie, you said for a little while there, you were like, nope, I'm not going to really risk uh, getting sick. I don't know if you did the same thing, um, Cindy. But when you got back in and started helping these veterinarians with the enormous uh, increase in their practice, what did you find? I mean, it must have been eye-opening to both of you. Yeah, so I, I found two different things. It was either the clients, the the, the puppy pandemic boom. <laughs> so <laughs> you had people, some people who had never even had pets before, all of a sudden decided to go out and get a new puppy, which is, you know, puppyhood goes by very quickly and it's such a, you know, it's such a wonderful time but it's a lot of work and it can be very stressful <laughs> and it can be very worrisome for either someone who's never had a pet before or somebody that's never had a puppy before. I mean, I think in my life, I've only ever had actually one true puppy that I had to raise. And so it was a lot of client education, which during, especially dur during the heat of the pandemic, when we were seeing 20, 30 extra patients and sick patients, the amount of time they, that it takes to really go through those things with a client, to teach them with a pet owner, to teach them, you know, basically you're starting from scratch. Um, it can be hard because as you're, as you're helping that person, there's, you know, 20 other people waiting for you to call them back with test results and, or to see their patients. So that was certainly very stressful. And you couldn't even do it face to face, right? No. Yeah, exactly. So it's all on the phone. So they're, they're talking to this person, you know, in it. And then on top of that, you're a relief vet so that, you know, who the heck is this person calling me on the other line? You're just a voice. And as a, as a pet owner myself, like that would be terrifying. I mean, I'm, I like to say I'm one of those crazy, I'd be like, not a crazy pet owner, but I'm very neurotic about my animals. And so when I, when my animals have issues, I, my vet, I forget everything I know about being a vet. I'm just, I'm a parent, I'm a pet parent. So I get it. It's, it's hard. Um, and then the other, you know, the other, I think, at least in, in my experience during this thing that I saw a lot of was people who are now spending all their time at home and their dogs, their cats, their pets were their office mates and they were seeing things they had never seen before. So you're getting animals coming in that maybe have had chronic illnesses for years, but now they want to address it. And it's hard, that can be tough because it can take a lot of money. It can take a lot of testing. It can take a lot of time, or it's things that are completely normal that they just never noticed before. Yeah. And so all the, it's, you know, we're educators, veterinarians are ultimately, we have to be educators too. And it's, so it's, it's a lot and it's a lot to take on, I think for us as well, because we want to help, but when you're strapped for time, when you've got emergencies coming in, it's, it can be challenging. Yeah. I, I can hear you. How about you, Cindy? Yeah. I mean, I, I echo all, all of that. I do a lot of ER. So, um, you know, I mean, just jam packed and, and many times with true emergencies, but sometimes it's those, the, those new pet owners that don't haven't established with a vet yet. So they go to the ER, um, you know, or it's like Julie says, the things that they um, just didn't notice before. And now all of a sudden become, become aware of it because they're home with their pet. Yeah. And I, I just felt like the, we, we are educators and, and really 
I would say most of us, we, we want to, and we, we like that part and we enjoy that part and the, the pressure, the time pressures that we feel and the, um, knowing that there are all these patients waiting and that, that we may have to compromise the amount of information we give you. And then you add in the telephone, Mm. you know, the phone thing, and then, you know, the signal's bad or, you know, they don't answer their phone. And, you know, it's like, it's just this really um, complicated way to get, get information across. So I think, I think we were all, excuse me, just trying to keep, just trying to do the best we could and keep our heads above, above water. And, and, and we knew that uh, on some level, we, we just couldn't get all the information that we wanted to, to the pet owners. And, and we just had to hope that that information will um, come out over time. And as an ER vet, um, you know, I hope that the information comes out over time with their primary vet, you know, and I do the best I can in, in the circumstances. You know, what I'm hearing, which is really Mm -hmm. important for my pet owner listeners to hear is the frustration and vulnerability of the veterinarians during this period, not to be able to do what they usually did because of time constraints or logistical constraints. I can't look you in the face. You can't see my face. You have to stay outside. That's got to be frustrating. And then everyone is on edge, uh, triggered uh, by so many things. So when you say something, and you don't take the time. I always tell my clients who call my office, just breathe, just breathe. And let's think about what it is that's triggering you to think that this is what, you know, Dr. Trice or Dr. Goldstein meant. And they're like, well, of course they meant that. And I said, well, let's think about that for a minute. And I'm sure you both had instances where you heard later on that somebody heard something And you're like, wait a minute, that isn't at all what I meant to say or meant to Mm -hmm. do or meant them to take home. And yet we hear it through the prism of our ears and the prism of our life. So we we don't necessarily have the um, ability to ask questions. And I have to raise my hand because when my animals are sick, I'm like you, Julie, I am I am their parent and I am going to get to the bottom of it. And my hearing is completely diminished. Uh, my, my fear and my anxiety is completely accelerated and my ability to hear and be rational is completely diminished. And I think, I think that's what was happening for a lot of veterinarians during uh, the pandemic. And that's why I think, Julie, fabulous to think about putting together this um, team building exercise so that we can do something now that we're coming out of COVID where we can be together. Thankfully, now we likely won't have to do the 5k with a mask on so I can actually breathe um, and be able to do something that's for our better health. I mean, I loved when you said, you know, there's another one more thing. I'm too busy. I can't run. Well, this is done in the, in the jocular, I think, where everybody's doing it together virtually at their, their own rate, but we're doing it together. And I think that that's the key piece that both of you put into this program is that, okay, we've all had a rough year. We've, we've all gained the COVID-20 and more and uh, meaning different things to different people. Uh, but here we are now going to get together in July. So give us some more information. How do people sign up if you're a veterinarian? How do people support their veterinarian, tell their veterinarian about it? I'm not sure if lay people can do it too, but if they can tell them, because this is such 
a team building exercise for pet owners, pet professionals, and anyone who really loves a pet professional. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anyone can join this race. You do not have to be in the veterinary profession. Yeah, because clearly um, I'm coming. So there, there you have yeah. it. You're an old attorney. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so just go to runvetrun.com runvetrun.com and you can get more information and register through May 31st. We have early bird pricing at $25 um, per registrant and $10 per runner. And that's part of the registration fee goes to not one more vet. There's also an opportunity for registrants to make voluntary donations, additional donations if they'd like to not one more vet pride VMC um, and Strider Cancer Foundation. So there are three other not-for-profits that they can choose to make additional donations. Then we, you can run, since the race is virtual, you can literally run, walk anytime. You pick your route, you pick you, your time, run it by yourself, run it with a team, get people together. We plan to send out the, well, we will be sending out the um, swag bags by July 15th. So you can expect to get your, um, your, you know, that kind of um, race paraphernalia uh, soon, sometime soon after July 15th. And we may be sending out in multiple shipments. So those that register early may get it much earlier than that. Um, so yeah, runvetrun.com. Anyone can register early bird pricing, $25 to May 31st, then June 1st to July 15th, $35. The official race window is July 24th to July 31st. We're giving people, that's the official race week when people can do it, but the reality is people can do it whenever. And we welcome everyone. I might have to do it before because I'm supposed to have a, my hip replaced. So I'm going to have to do it before I have my hip replaced. That'll probably be yes, better. Yes, that would be recommended. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, maybe you can, is it a bionic hip? Uh, it will be. I might go faster. Maybe yeah. I should wait. No. But uh, I think I'll probably just bring a uh, freaking frack, uh, Junie and Roxy and do my five miles uh, virtually because I do that all day, every day. So it's, it's fabulous. I can't wait. So before we go, I just, you know, been a little remiss because I didn't ask you to explain really who Nambi is, one of the beneficiaries, who Pride is, and who um, Striders is, so that we can let people know why it's so important to the two of you to have these three wonderful um, organizations as the beneficiaries of the funding that's coming in from the 5K, runvetrun.com. So Not One More Vet is an organization that uh, supports, it's a not-for-profit organization supporting veterinary professionals um, who, who may be in crisis. And they are um, learning and understanding the underlying causes for um, veterinary suicide and also working to prevent veterinary su suicide and provide people mental health resources. Um, Pride VMC is a wonderful organization for the veterinary community, the, um, the LGBTQ plus veterinary community. And um, that's a, they're a wonderful organization as well. And Strider Cancer Foundation, I'm going to let Julie talk about that one because that is, um, that one's close to her heart. Right. So the Strider Cancer Foundation is a nonprofit that I started after losing my Right. He was my running partner and my vet school dog Strider to cancer. And 
Um, our goal is to just help people with the financial aspects of a cancer diagnosis and the emotional support. Because for me, when he was diagnosed and became sick, that was the first time that I was on the other side of the exam table, if you will. And it was a uh, eye, real eye opener for me. And it was one of the toughest things I've ever had to go through. So I can imagine someone without a veterinary background, how much worse that can feel. You know, it's, it's so important because as a purebred dog owner, um, there are cancers that hit purebred dogs. Uh, unfortunately, we um, support the canine, the AKC Canine Health Foundation to do a lot of that research, uh, which as you perfectly said, Julie, a lot of human research starts with the research on dogs. And I had a dog who was a part of the melanoma research a hundred years ago. Uh, he did not die of that, thank God. I had a dog who passed away from osteosarcoma um, and um, hermangiosarcoma. And I know that the AKC Canine Health Foundation is also um, busy doing work on that. But if Strider is helping the pet owners understand, cope and get um, empathy and, and compassion, I wish I'd known about it when I was going through it because that is the single most important piece of your relationship with your veterinarian when your dog is diagnosed with cancer. I'm sure you both know Kim Hope. We worked with her. There've been so many people who have helped us with our dogs. We have Irish setters. Um, and unfortunately they have a little bit, not as much as golden retrievers, but they have a little propensity uh, to leave us too young. And so I am thrilled that these three groups are the groups you pick to support with the 5K run. Um, total transparency, I'm an advisor to NAMVI, so they have been incredible special place in my heart. And as far as Pride VMC, a wonderful group of people who I have so many close friends within the group that it just is wonderful. So before we close, I want you to give me one absolute point about why people should get involved, why people should get their vets involved, both physically and also mentally, because this is something to bring us all back together now after the pandemic. So tell me the one thing that is the most pressing that everyone should get involved with this 5K, runvetrun.com. And I'm going to start with you, Lori. Judy, no, I, my eyes are losing. I'm losing it. Julie, I'm losing my eyes. It's okay. Sorry, Julie. Okay. You start. I, I lost mine, I think, a while ago. Um, no, you know, this is, this event is a way, it's a small way that, Everybody in the veterinary community, everyone that loves the veter veterinarians, everyone that has pets can just do something for yourself, but do it together. And, you know, physical fitness is good for your mind. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. And it's, um, it's learning to just carve out a little bit of time each day uh, for you. And hopefully um, everyone everyone can get involved and go to runvetrun.com and learn more. And this is a, an easy and great way to take care of yourself. Awesome. Okay. Zind. Yes. I um, would say definitely this is about um, health and wellness for yourself, but I also think the really cool thing about this is that this can be a way as, as you pointed out, COVID has made things a little tough um, between vets and pet owners. And I think that this is a way we can kind of come together and actually do something together to, you know, 
support ourselves, to support each other, um, to understand each other better and, and to support, I mean, mental health and in the veterinary profession. So I just think it's really cool that we're expanding this out to everyone. It really, it's to me, the ability to make sure that you carve out time for self-care, both as a pet owner and as a pet professional is key. The, the reason we often get into disagreements and conflicts is because we're so wrapped up and we don't take time to breathe. And so this is the perfect time. Go to runvetrun.com, breathe, sign up, sign your vet up, just and go walk with them every night for 10 minutes. And if you do it long enough, you'll make 5K. That's what I intend to do. I'm just going to walk as much as I can until I get to 5K. Uh, thank God our, our telephones uh, record the amount of times we walk and how the, the length we walk, thank God, because I would never know. So until next time, guys, Julie, thank you so much. Cindy, thank you so much for coming on. I love Relief Rover. I love that both of your relief vests. I'd love to have you both come back on because you touched upon it a few times here, but nobody does understand what a relief vet does. So I'd love both of you to come on and talk about what they do, why you chose it, and why it's important to the vet profession and the pet owning profession. So that's four things we're going to cover next time both of you come on, if you're willing. Absolutely. For sure. Awesome. Well, this is Deborah Hamilton, Hamilton Law Mediation and the Why Do Pets Matter podcast. We have been talking to Julie Goldstein and Cindy Trice. And I have to tell you, if you don't sign up at runvetrun.com, you're missing out on a great time and a great opportunity to meet wonderful people. Because if you belong to that face group, it's a closed face group, you'll learn about how vulnerable and how incredibly compassionate veterinarians are while they're working under really difficult circumstances. So until next time, I'll see you on the 5K and I'll see you at the next Why Do Pets Matter. Kiss your dog for me. The Why Do Pets Matter podcast drops every Thursday and can be found on whichever platform you find your podcasts. Subscribe now, invite your friends, and I cannot wait to have you join me in these conversations.